Hey everyone, welcome to Unstoppable. My name is Ralph Graves Jr. and my passion is seeing you experience life transformation. Every week on this show, I will bring you inspirational stories of some of the most unstoppable people on the planet. I can't wait to share these stories with you and I hope that you'll share them with your friends. If you're looking to join the Unstoppable community and receive weekly lessons challenging you to live your best life, why don't you join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Okay, let's dive in. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Graves Jr. So glad to have you guys here. Today's guest, normally I say is a good friend of mine, but this is this is beyond. We've been friends. Be, um, I don't even know how long we've been friends. I don't think we can even <laughs> we can even quantify that. Our parents were yes, friends. sir. I, I call her mom, auntie. But anyway, everybody, Miss <laughs> Dawn. Nicole Moss. Dawn is the executive vice president, Carolina Kitchen and Big City Foods LLC. Dawn is also a former Miss Black USA. She has a phenomenal story to tell, but knowing her my entire or her entire life, because I'm older than her. Dawn, welcome. <laughs> You're excited and welcome, welcome, welcome. I apologize for my background. I don't have the cutest backdrop. But um, I had a um, <clears throat> I had a blowout today, wow. and so I had to get a new tire and do all things. And yeah. um, it's fun. It's funny. Um, you know, I always call you Bishop, but I'll call you um, Pastor Graves. Yeah. It's funny because um, I was I was in a tizzy today. I was like, you know. I'm as an entrepreneur and as a single woman, yeah. I'm like, I was tired of shoveling snow. I was tired of taking out the trash. <laughs> I was tired of this daggone flat tire. I was done. Yeah. And so I, I checked out for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, just trying to figure out in my mind, what am I going to do? And then I thought about the goodness of God. I thought yeah. about like, God will bring you back to a place where you begin. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Let me call. I, I have insurance. Let me call AAA. How about Let me call that? my company and get the tow company out here. They weren't charging me anything. Right. Let me ahead and google a place that's close to where i was yeah and find a tire company yeah. that had the tire the, the insurance company told me hey look at the tire i was like well what do i do i was still in that mode i yeah. was like well what do i do you know i don't have a husband I'm like i'm i'm tripping right now i was like what do i do they were like just look at the tire and get the number off the tire and tell the people what um size tire you have so they can let you know they have it or not okay <laughs> and okay. i was like i was like okay then the dumb blonde moment left me but that ram in the bush yeah those things um pastor graves that your dad taught us yeah. and would do it so calmly and his shout was laughter his shout was you know like the voice of a lamb it was like, just do it, you know, stop, just stop it. And so yeah. I got out of my rut 
And I went ahead and um, I got my tire done uh, because of COVID. They made me sit outside. So yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm in the cold. And I called one of my best friends who answered the phone and she came out and got me. So I had 15 minutes in her car of warmth and heat. And I was like, we're so blessed. Yeah, I am so blessed yeah. and highly favored. And then after that, I came and did my meetings for the day. Okay. And now... I'm talking to you. Well, you know what? And I'm happy to have you here. So very, and I, and thank you for sharing that story. You know, I talk about all the time, you know, um, whatever, when you get squeezed and you got squeezed yes. today, whatever <laughs> inside of you is going to come out. Yeah. You know, and you, you can fake smile and we can act like somebody else, but when you get squeezed, what you're made of, is going to come out and you got squeezed today and the right stuff came out. The right stuff. came. Oh, out. <laughs> oh yes, sir. And then when I, when I realized that I got crunched for time yeah. and had an opportunity to be on your show, yeah. it was like, nothing else would stop this. And I, I'm so grateful to be here. And yeah. I just thank you, uh, Pastor, for having this platform yeah. for us to share, expand, and just kind of tap in on your spiritual growth. Because I'm like, oh, shoot, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yes, yeah. sir. So listen, I want you to, I want you to kind of tell my audience. Let me, I got to turn down this TV in the background. I, the game was on. But my nephew, my nephew is actually playing and, and, um, but you know, oh, nice. he plays for Towson. Oh, okay. He's right here. He's right there. Mm-hmm. Right there with you. Right there with you. Right down the street from one of my stores. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, I, I want you to share with the audience a little bit about your journey. Of course, I know the journey. And this is all about unstoppable. It's all about pushing through. It's all about um, really coming into and, and allowing God to develop you and, and pushing through different circumstances in your life. I started off by saying, and, and I think we can, you know, um, we don't have to go real far back. You know, but I want to go back to when you won Miss Black USA. I got to talk about that. And we're going to we're going to come up and talk about, you know, the phenomenal things you're doing as the executive vice president of Carolina Kitchen. And of course, we got to We got to definitely plug Carolina Kitchen and Big City Foods LLC. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you're in college. I, I remember, you know, after high school, we all kind of went our different ways and separate ways. And uh, how did you first get involved in Miss Black USA? Okay, so it goes a little bit back to um, Mount Olive Baptist Church. That's we right. Had the Sunday school. We had the Sunday school Queen and King. Uh oh. And oh yeah, there was a lady. I think her name was Miss Williams who sold candy back off of uh, in in Lawnside. And uh, long story short, I was crowned back then. I we had to be three, four, five years old. And um, I knew from that moment that this was something that I wanted to do from a from a standpoint of having a platform where I could speak of. So fast forwarding when I was 16, I competed in the Miss Black New Jersey USA pageant. Um, Cousin Harriet 
um, I don't know if you remember um, Harriet and um, I can't remember. They they were members of uh, Mount Olive Baptist Church. She was the new, uh, state director okay. for Miss um, Black New Jersey. Okay. And I didn't win that pageant, um, but I became first runner up and I won best talent. And I told myself if I ever had a chance to do this again and perform this um, this talent again, which was something that I wrote when I was 16, that I would totally be honest and transparent with myself. So when the Miss Black USA uh, opportunity came up, I uh, jumped at the chance. At first, I was going to be on the committee because I'm this important businesswoman. Right. And, um, and then I was like, this is not working out. I see myself as a person that could compete. We've had Easter shows um, at, uh, at the church. We had poetry. We were prepared from the choir, your dad, and um, the institution that he ran. We were developed since we were children yes. to go ahead and, and exercise all of these talents. So I decided, and I went to the state director and I said, I want to compete. And they were like, we were waiting for you. And it goes back to um, some things that you say on your podcast, Pastor, you know, we have not because we ask not, yeah. you know, present yourself, be unstoppable. And um, I didn't realize that at that moment, that was an unstoppable moment. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to compete. And so I did. And um, thus, the, you know, the title um, I won when they called my name, Dawn Moss, you are uh, Miss Black USA, <laughs> 1996. And, wow. you know, um, that journey was something. Yeah. It was something that I went through that um, only God can do. I, I asked him, I was like, Lord, if I could just be lifted up. It was my my search again for um, my personal relationship with Christ. Yeah. And I was like, if you could just lift me up like you were on the cross, just a little bit higher. Yeah. Then maybe I can see you. Maybe I can see God and lift my head up just a, a, a tad bit more than the other girls that were competing. Yeah. And um, that was that was my journey. The the yeah. stage became my cross. Um the um the the runway, you know, Jesus Christ was a role model. He was a model. So I was like, oh well, I just applied everything that he was. He, he spoke in parables, so yeah. he was a poet. He was a rap artist to me. So I put all those things <laughs> together. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. and then when they called my name, I was like, oh, shoot. You yeah. know, that's when I knew his, his yeah. promises and his word was true. Yeah. And you've done so many things uh, after that. I know that was, you know, you, you were, you know, that was a long time ago. But I know that opened up some doors for you. Um, we, we look at you now, um, and for those who don't know her, you will know her after this podcast. Um, you've done so much and so many positive things. You've never been one where it was all about me. Where did the spirit of giving and where did the spirit of pouring into the next young lady, the next woman come from? Because you are a living, breathing witness of hey, sister, let me give you a hand, and you really do it. Where did that come from? You know, um, Pastor, um, it um, 
it it comes from our roots. You yeah. know, my mother, <laughs> Beatrice Artist Ray, who is best friends with your parents, yeah, um, your aunts and your uncles, like we come <laughs> from great stock. We do of giving, and that was our community. That's all I know. And so I was able to apply those things into the things that I wanted to do. We all have a competitive nature. Of course, you know, your audience knows that you play football, you play sports. Yeah. My brother, my brother played sports. And so I liked what it felt like to um, to be in the newspaper and for people to know the things that you were doing. But all throughout the journey, I always loved making people feel like they can because I always felt like I was working against the odds. Um, I had challenges in my household growing up and um, I had, you know, um, self-esteem issues and all of those things. So I said to myself, I always promised to myself that one, I would never treat other women some of the ways that other women treated me. Um, throughout the process of my growth. Yeah. And so I promised God, I made a, it was a promise. I, I promised God that if you gave me the opportunity to speak, if you gave me the opportunity to travel and to do things and excel a little bit more in sports, because I was I'm the clumsy girl, the awkward girl, but I was able to. Play. Let me, let me, let me stop you right there. You were a track star. <laughs> You're being modest. I was there, though. You were a track star. You were a scholarship mm -hmm. basketball player, athlete, um, earned a scholarship to um, to the university that you attended. Um, yeah, so don't... The Morgan I, State I, University. Yeah, yeah, Morgan State University. So don't, don't try to yeah. downplay it. God blessed <laughs> you with a lot of... Uh, a lot of tools and a lot of gifts, but you've always been giving. You you have always highlighted what others were doing more than what, what yeah. you have been doing. And... And let me ask you this. Let me get let me get real, um, because we I, and and uh, when I say real, just a, a conversation that I don't know the answer to. Why is it do women have such a hard time lifting one another up? My my wife will speak to other women, and they won't even speak mm -hmm. back. Why is I, that? I know you know that's a that's one of those. Uh, lifelong mysteries of certain people but i in my belief i do believe that it comes from experience like the enemy sees your talent and your potential and your beauty before you do yeah so people like your your wife you know, experiences that, and there's other beautiful women who are talented and gifted and, you know, and just beautiful inside, yeah. outside. Like, you know, I, I, I just feel like it's that the hardest thing that people have is getting past envy, um, getting past some of the challenges that they have to work through themselves. Um, so it, 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 it's hard to really say why people do it. Um, but I believe that, that that has something to do with it is individuals' insecurities and their lack of 
let me see, sometimes is laziness. Sometimes people don't want to push through um, the the challenges that come with um, perseverance. And I've always felt that the only reason that I was a step ahead others is because people stopped because they quit. Yeah. And that opened the door for me to take another step forward. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Ah. Um, To keep going, we know it takes a confidence. Where does your confidence come from? When you you had to go get that confidence that you needed, you know, where did it come from? (laughs) I got to stem back to childhood. Yeah. I look at people like your mother who was be- is beautiful, Yeah, that um, was fly, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. top, I mean, like, for real, for real, like, top model, like, yeah. if media was different back then, if we could shed a light on um Mount Olive Baptist Church where we come where we we where we grew up. Yeah. Um Aunt Sandra, Aunt Mabel, my mother, my grandmother, your aunts and uncles, like all of our that was all I seen. Yeah. And then they were it was generational because my sister had it. Um Portia had it. Yeah. Heather had it. Yeah. I mean, Cherie still had it. We it was all instilled. It it was how we were molded and shaped. Like, yeah, I, I can't even I can't even reference anything else. Like, but I was smart enough to know that I got to figure out how to put all of these keys and tools and things together and figure out how I can make whatever ability that I have and I chose basketball to get myself out of New Jersey yeah, and pursue an opportunity in another, in another area state. So basketball, that competitive nature came from the standing on the shoulders of the strong women that helped raise us because they did nothing but encourage us. They did nothing but set an example, a a good example (laughs) of what it's like to be beautiful, to come through challenges, to be in relationship and married and have children and still have a smile on your face, dress nice, you know, when you don't feel like getting up, when you don't feel like cooking, when you don't feel like doing that, all the women that was in our circle did exactly that. My grandmother did that. Your grandmother did that. Speaking of our grandmothers, this is real real fast before I go into my my next segment here. I remember Mm -hmm. our our grandmothers were best friends and um, I always thought it funny that when I walked down the street to your grandmother's house, whether I ate or not, she made sure I ate because I, this is old school stuff, y'all. I couldn't go back to my grandmom's house. First thing she's going to ask me is, um, did she feed you while you were down there? It was crazy. And like, when you would walk up to my grandmoms, you and your brothers and like, yeah. they, they, you had, I, I better had eaten. I better had you know, that report. You, you know, you don't show up at another, you know, someone else's house or your best friend's house and they don't feed you that. I thought that was so cool between those two. That was, that was, that was amazing. That was, that was so cool. 
Yeah. And it was true. Yeah. It was yeah. true. You we were like, we were fickle. Like, where do we eat? As you go in your grandma's house, we're smelling fried chicken, collard greens, biscuits. <laughs> yeah. And, um, we go to mine, and then we go to um, Miss Annie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then we go to D- uh, Deacon T. Bob Williams. You yeah. know, I went to Tracy yeah. Holland's house, Andre Brown, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, these are people that your audience doesn't know. But yeah. I say this to talk about community. Right. And we we had that. So one of the things to bring it back to your original question, the reason I do this is because I was blessed and fortunate to have that. I didn't have money. We didn't have cars. We didn't have things. Right. But we had a whole lot of love and accountability for the things that we were supposed to be doing. If you didn't study your Easter piece, it showed because yeah. you had to get up in front of that audience yeah. Yeah. and you had to speak. So one thing that you're you're getting a nail on the head is that we had a community and you know you being the um the executive vice president of Carolina Kitchen, we're gonna talk about how you got in that and entrepreneurship. But when every time I visit the Carolina Kitchen, I feel that sense of community. Um, um, mm-hmm. You know, everything rises and falls on leadership and you are a phenomenal leader. Every time I show up at Carolina Kitchen, it is a sense of community. It seems like one single organism working for, I don't, I don't even feel like a customer when I'm there, working for the patrons or and, and everybody's working together, but you really we're able to create that sense of community where everybody takes care. It's not like you go to some places where well, that's not my table. I'm not going over there. I've never experienced that. It's like everybody's working together. There, there were times yeah. where my wife and I have showed up at Carolina kitchen and the mm-hmm. staff made us feel like we were the only uh, um, customers there. And I know that's a reflection of, of you being able to, to build that sense of community there. Is that possible to build in any organization a sense of community? Well, you know, uh, you would know best. And you come from the <laughs> same place I come from. And what you're doing, like you set, you're another reference, yeah. you know, um, to what that means to build a community, you know, taking the practices of where you come from and all of all of those experiences that we had as children. But yes, um, one of the things is um, being in the restaurant industry, um, it gave me a platform that I can do put. <laughs> literally all things through Christ who strengthens <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and physically too. Yeah. And um I, I honestly thought it was punishment for my life because the restaurant business is so hard. Um and it's a production every day. I'm a producer. Yeah. I've um I- executive produced um film and That's right. television, yeah. mostly um women um, inspirational projects. Um, yeah. and by the way, I have a film project coming up. Okay. Well, it's, <laughs> we'll go talk year. about it. We'll go talk oh, about yeah. it. Yeah. But, um, but, um, I think it's because I've never in my entire adult life, since I transitioned from New Jersey into college, into playing collegiate sports, um, I've always been able and I had access to your dad, yeah. who was my counselor, 
whenever I was in trouble, um, whenever I was, you know, doing something I had no business doing, um, that foundation was set. And outside of my own parents, I could always call my spiritual leader, whether it was two, three o'clock in the morning and trust me, your mother answered phone calls, took phone calls and handed your dad the phone. Um, we hours of the night uh, when I was in college, wow. you know, and I just needed a word and your dad always, always came through. Yes. So that part of it, having a reliable source, but I promise you, I've never had to look for food or shelter. As long as I've been building the Carolina kitchen brand, I've always had food in my stomach, a place to eat. And even when we were building the the infrastructure out uh, and had to be there at four or five, six o'clock in the morning when the contractors were coming, yeah. always had a roof over my head, even if I had to wash up in, in, yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah. So that sense of, um, of protection and covering only comes from God. And then I'm able to translate that over into the young people that are working through college that are coming to us, working through high school, whether they have to, it's a part-time job or a necessity because they have to do these things. I'm able to translate my own experience into their experiences as long as they are willing, as long as they are determined, as long as they are respectful, and as long as they are able to appreciate and figure out a way to um, respect all of the things that have gone into the time, the sweat, and the effort that is that has enabled them to come into um, the, the 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 business that they're able to work in. So now I want to you know, say it's this a- about I want to say this about Carolina Kitchen. I want to say this, and I, I, for any young entrepreneurs. Um, you need to give us about 30 seconds or a, or a minute. Now, now you are the executive vice president, but that's, you are there from the outstart. And a lot of people think, um, Dawn, that because I come with a degree or because I come with some knowledge, I should start at the top. Um, mm. That's not the way it works. <laughs> you know, um, how did you get into entrepreneurship? How, how, how did you get into the restaurant business? Um, it was pretty much survival of the fittest, but I managed, um, when I came to college, my parents had divorced and, um, I was pretty lost in terms of my foundation and what it was that I needed to do. Um, so I had to just rely on my sheer talent, you know, and enable my parents to go through the things that they were going through. Um, at that particular time, um, I, you know, it was a lot of determination, but it was a lot of either you're going to live or you're going to die is yeah. a lot of survival. A lot of survival mode, uh, things had to kick in that I never really expected, um, to experience. Yeah. And so I, I think, and I believe, and I, I, I know it was only by the grace of God. It was just really the foundation of what we had, like, you know, and you can reference 
those stories in the Bible, the story of Job. <laughs> yeah. You know, like <laughs> that was that was that was one of the stories that got me through. And then one of the scriptures that I'll never forget that your father um had um had given to me uh one day when I, I called him in the wee hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. It was um I think it was Hebrews 111. Um, if I'm not mistaken, haven't I commanded thee to be strong and courageous? Be ye not afraid, because I am with you wherever thou goes. Yeah, that's, jo- that's Joshua gave- one nine. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Joshua one nine. Thank yeah. you, Pastor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joshua yeah. one nine. Yeah. And um, that carried me through. Yeah. That carried me through. So. Um, it's all these moving parts and these components like um and I I I I I pray for um those individuals and I'm one of the messages that I want to give um to the young people and people out there that didn't have the foundation or the start that we had where we were able to reference back whether it was through prayer um whether it was um, just through memory, memory or experience, that you know you have to grab hold of something like God yeah. never gives you anything. Like He'll give you something yeah. that you can reference to, and whether if you look in that sunset or that cloud, I don't know, or He'll send a person yeah. that will remind of you know you just will give you that motivation. You just got to keep on going. Yeah. And just never give up. So I don't, I don't know. I, I'm at this age in my life. I'm like, I don't even know what to, how to, how it's like not one key, key answer to all of it. Um, it's just never give up, never Never quit. Never quit. I, I like what you said. I like what you said because people don't want to admit it today. You know, we we want to start at the top. We want to keep pushing. You said you're either going to live or die out here. You're going to make it. You, you, you've got to make it. If you just keep going, you won't die. If you stop going, that dream is going to die. You're going to give up your dreams. You're going to you're going to give up your strength to circumstances. Um, you know, it it, it takes. To be unstoppable, you have to have that oomph. You have to have it. You, you have to you have, gotta it. have it. You, you know? got to have it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Got to have it. Um, it's um, it's something, you know. And and then it becomes so simple. Like I could I could reference so many different things and bring out so many so many words. Uh, you know, <laughs> but yeah. it all boils down to, you know, your determination to live or to or to give up and die. And yeah. um, giving up and quitting was never an option, never. even in the face, even in the midst and face of death, because I experienced all of those things. Yeah. You know, I had I had people around me that were um, that were you know, just doing things that, you know, that were drug dealers. I had bankrupt. I mean, it was everything. It was everything that was around me. And I had to make a choice. 
Yeah. Um, because the enemy will come. I thought that you would know what a drug dealer looked like. I thought you would know what a bank robber looked like. Yeah. They were, you know, be clothed in the in 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 the enemy's wardrobe. Right. But they come looking like me and you. Yeah. They come, they know the word too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They come in peace. Yeah. So yeah. It's like it's something. Yeah. You know, it's something. Yeah. Let me ask you this before we go. What's the most rewarding part about being an entrepreneur? You've been an entrepreneur for as long as I can remember. And, and you're, you, you are the vice president of Carolina Kitchen, Big Cities Food LLC. We'll talk about that in a minute. But before we talk about what they are and who they are and where they are, tell me the most rewarding part about being an entrepreneur, because somebody's in the fight right now. And they're like, OK, she's telling me not to quit. She's telling me to keep going. She's telling me to hold. Yeah, tell me what was the most what's the most rewarding part? Why shouldn't I quit? Right. Yeah. I I don't I don't know why you shouldn't quit. But what was what has you know, been your most rewarding part being an entrepreneur? The most the most rewarding part for me is every day is different. Yeah. And every day gives me a chance to start all over. It's a fight. Because it's not every day that I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, zippity doo da, zippity a. Right. You know, yeah. I got to reference people that I know that are keep, that keep on going, you know, that are doing, I, I look at you. Yeah. I look at people who are unstoppable. I look at my sister knowing the challenges. Like I reference others that, I know have gone through the storm that have withered the storm, no matter how it looks, you know, when they had suffered death and losses, loved ones in their life. Like I reference those things. So yeah. never giving up is like, I, I, I look at the end. I, I want to hear those words. You know, I want to see glory on the other side. Yeah. I want to see victory in the end. And I want to hear those words. I want God to say, you know, well done. That's that was a part of the promise. So I haven't heard those words yet. And so now every day I get a chance to um, make up the difference of what I didn't do the day before. So if I when you're weak and you're not strong, when you feel like you can't go on, when your body aches. As you know, when all of that, when your head hurts and you just you don't even feel like getting up, yeah. you know, you you accept the fact that, OK, I'm going to give myself a moment, but then I got to keep on going. Yeah. You know, you, you accept those things yeah. because they're going to happen. You're going to have those moments yeah. where you don't feel like moving and then. You just decide. You know, I'm going to be unstoppable. I'm going to win today. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. So <laughs> tell us about Carolina Kitchen. Tell us about where you guys are located. And, and then I want to hear what's up next for you. But tell us about I, I know about Carolina Kitchen, but tell tell the folks all about Carolina Kitchen. I know there's there's a couple of locations now and uh, talk yeah. about big city food. What's What's going on? Oh, yeah. So we started this journey in 1995. We were like 
what most would consider a mom and pop. And then, you know, Dr. Lance London, um, who I look forward to seeing his show and he talk, talking to um, you. He's excited about coming on, too. I can't wait to get uh, him on. I can't wait to get you on, Dr. Lance London, man. I've been wanting to talk to you since 1995. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's truly yeah, he's he, truly an inspiration. He doesn't know, but I watch him. I follow him. I see what's going on. Yes, sir. I've been watching him, too. And I, I I appreciate and respect his hustle. Yeah. And I never met a, a young African American guy who um who drove Rolls Royces, drove Bentleys. You know, ever since you know, I met him when I was like 18 years old. Yeah. And I met him freshman year at Morgan State. And I I'm like, let me dive onto this drag onto his coattail yeah. and see where this is going because he walks different. He talks different. Yeah. And so the Carolina kitchen, um, I was thrown into the situation. I learned how to cook collard greens and mac and cheese and all kinds of things, but it became more than just that. Um, it was like, this would be a vehicle and an avenue that we would build a brand that we could take across the country, sort of like McDonald's, yeah. what they did with. And yeah. so now um, I worked really hard and I'm still working hard, but I worked really hard to learn all the moving parts of the restaurant, how to cook the food, how to clean the restaurant, how to manage the team, how to motivate the team, how to speak other languages, how to incorporate and teach others through food and love and compassion and energy, how you can take an opportunity like this and change your entire life. And so I put myself in a position to do just that. And back in 1995, I decided since I wasn't going to be the supermodel I set out to be, and since I wasn't going to be the actress, you know, the Denzel Washington or the Holly Berry or the Jada Tinkett that I set out to be, I said that I'm going to be the Oprah Winfrey of the restaurant industry. And so I created a platform for myself and now we have, um, um, we have four locations. Um, we're in the process of opening up um, three more in wow. 2022. Yeah. Can I get a job? So Can going. I have a job? <laughs> yeah, I, that was going to ask you, sir. You know, I was going <laughs> to ask you if I can have a job. You know, you're out there through, through you know, through COVID. And um, we pretty much did the same thing. Yeah. That. Um, that you did, that you're doing in your ministry. We just didn't stop. We got out there into the community. We partnered with organizations. We fed the people um, when they were down. We did partnerships that helped us to keep our door open. And now we're growing, you know, and we're Where where are the locations? I know where two, where, 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 tell the people where the locations are. Okay, so we have, um, you know, our original location, our original location was in Silver Spring, Maryland. That burnt down in 2003. We lost everything. 
Okay. But we were building Magic Johnson came into the Prince George's County area and was building a Magic Johnson theater. So we found a location right next to his location. So we kind of grew up with him um, uh, next door to one of his movie theaters. Yes. And that's our smallest unit. We opened that in 2005. So that's Largo, Maryland, Maryland, right down the street from the Redskin Stadium. I know, I know you guys don't want to hear about the <laughs> I'm still an Eagle fan. Right, but right. we have a Carolina kitchen right down the street yeah, from yeah. Washington Redskin Station. And then we opened one up in Hyattsville, Maryland, where we decided to expand our brand, open up private dining, do full service all day. We're kind of like if, if uh, Cheesecake Factory and Fridays had a baby, they would be called the Carolina Kitchen. We have a similarity to Boston Market, but of course we have greens, beans, tomatoes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cabbage, yeah. you know, macaroni and cheese. We have all of those Southern cuisine um, things where Dr. Lance London and his grandmother developed the recipes that we you know, now continue to serve. We have another location that's Hydesville, Maryland. We have one in Washington, D.C., and we have a location in Brandywine, Maryland. Um, this is all within um, 15 to 20 miles of each other. Yeah. And then now we're opening up the Carolina Kitchen in Hampton Park. That's in Maryland. That has a plant-based division. So we're going into Southern cuisine with plant-based options. Wow. And then our another location is Carolina Kitchen Sea and Soul. So we're getting into seafood and soul food. Wow. Yeah, so it's a lot of stuff that are coming up. Wow. And then when you talk to Dr. Lance London, he's opening, you know, some other locations that are coming yeah. up really, really soon. I'm excited. You know, my mom, uh, on a personal note, my mom is, when are you going to take me down? Take, they don't, nobody calls it Carolina Kitchen. They call it Dawn's. <laughs> we going to take me to Dawn's. And I'm like, it's called Carolina Kitchen. We'll, we'll get back down there to the Hyattsville location. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to bring in Sandra, boy. Yeah, I tell yeah. you, so I can just spoil her rotten because yeah. she has no idea the impact of what she's done and how I incorporate all of her teachings um, into, you know, developing young women and doing what it is that we do on a daily basis. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and to be honest with you, um, uh, pastor, I use all of your teachings. Um, I'm a member of your um, growing community. Unstoppable community. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Unstoppable community. Yeah. I'm getting ready to take um, on your course. Um, but the truth boost and all of the motivational things that you put out, yeah. I share with our team and it works. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for work. saying that. You know, I wake up in the oh. morning, I put those things out. I'm like, nobody reads these. Um, oh, no, no, sir. That's, <laughs> I can show you a library of things. Yeah. You know, you give us language, you give us motivation. And even Dr. London has used it um, to motivate the Carolina Kitchen teams and wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Dr. Lance London himself sees my truth boost, sir. Every day, 
You've got to be every kidding day. me. My, my son's day. sitting next to me. The pressure's on now, son. Pressure's on. Every okay. day. All right. Yes, Dr. Lance London <laughs> sees it. And all of his, all of his, um, he won't admit it, but all of his Nevetica representatives were in the pet industry too. Yes. And when he comes on, he'll share a little bit more about that. All of his repre- um, representatives all over the country, they see it as well. Wow. So, wow, that's yeah. amazing. Well, thank you. Following. Well, yeah. thank you. I didn't even know that. So what's up next for Miss Dawn Moss? She's talked about film. Uh, just give me 30 seconds where where the uh, where my audience can find you, where they can look for you, where they can support okay. you. How can they support what you're doing? Okay, well, um, I have a, a film project and I can't wait for you to meet um, uh, Mr. Jimmy Jenkins, who is Pastor Jenkins of um, First Baptist Church down here in uh, Maryland. He okay. is a um, he is the director and producer of an upcoming film. I can't tell you the name yet, but okay. it's coming soon, and I'll let him tell you. But um, one of my experiences with uh, fibroids um, that I suffered from for over um, for uh, ten years. Um, um, this film project has a character that's based on the the strong, beautiful woman with the issue of the blood in the wow. Bible. Wow. So I wow. am um, building, doing a documentary as well as providing content for this amazing film project that's wow. about to come up. So stay tuned. Yes. We'll tell you more, but I definitely hope that Mr. Jimmy Jenkins can come on your show. He can. We'll, um, we'll link that up without a doubt. Mr. Jimmy Jenkins. Yes. Pastor Jimmy Jenkins. I'd love to have him on the program. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. So I have a film project coming up. I'm ex- super, super excited about that. And um, you, uh, Pastor, um, were a big part of this push. And it was one conversation that we had where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm carrying something. This is just so heavy. I don't know what to do. And one day you just called me out of the blue and yeah. you were like, push, Dawn, Moss, push. I remember and that. I was like, you remember that? I remember that. I remember that. Yes, yeah, it was, it was laid on my heart. Call her and tell her to push through. I said, okay. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what I did, Pastor. And I'm like, I'm so excited. Like this is one of the, this is my dream. My dream come true. All of them are coming true. And most people are like, you work so much. You do so much. You do this. Like, you don't have time for yourself. Like, I don't care. Like, this is a calling on my life. I love what I do and I can't wait. And I'm just so grateful for what you're doing. And thank you for being such an inspiration to me and my team and being unstoppable. Like I've been able to develop a whole nother language because of your teaching. And I love you so much. I love you. I love First Lady. I'm so excited. Like I'm just, I'm I'm, like, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what 20. me too is doing so i'm happy to be a part thank you for having me on your show um i lost my voice that's about all right a month ago 
<laughs> That's all right. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for being an inspiration to us. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for pouring out your heart um, on, on this on this podcast. And I know it's going to bless somebody. And um, thank you. I want to I want to have sorry. you back again when the film comes out. Before the film comes out, you know, I'll be talking, but I definitely want to have you back again. Um, oh yeah. And. and uh, just, just thank you for being unstoppable. Guys, you've been thank listening you. to the Unstoppable Podcast. My name is Ralph Graves Jr. If you haven't already, head on over to my website, Ralph at ralphgravesjr.com. Hit apply. Go to the apply section. We're starting a six-week mastermind program on personal growth. It's a personal growth journey. You don't want to miss it. We're about to you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. You want to be part of that first cohort. Um, and it's going to be a phenomenal journey together. Uh, we're going to be sending out packets and sending out stuff to, to go along with it. And uh, then as things open up, we're going to bring that cohort together if we can. And uh, it, But with, with all that said, it, it's, it's some personal growth stuff that you really need to get your hands on. And I'm going to give you my heart and soul and some personal coaching in that six-week program. Go over to the website, hit apply. If you haven't already become part of the Unstoppable Community, if you haven't done that, ralphgravesjr.com community. Everything's over there. Become part of it. And let's continue to be unstoppable together. Dawn, thank you for being on the program. Thank you for having me. I'll see you soon. Love you guys much. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this unstoppable conversation. I want to make a special invitation to you to join the conversation. Every week, we record these conversations live on Fireside. It's a platform that gives you the opportunity to engage with and ask questions to your favorite podcast live. If you want to join us on Fireside and ask our guests the questions you have about their story, head to firesidechat.com backslash Ralph Graves Jr. and click request access. This is your chance to join the interview. Also, guys, I want to invite you to join the unstoppable community at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Every week I share challenging lessons and reflection questions so that you can see the transformation in your life that you know is coming. If you can take just 30 minutes of your week to reflect on these questions, I guarantee you'll be on your way to living the unstoppable life you were made for. Join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Unstoppable with Ralph Graves Jr.